Hey y'all, it's time for some damn good content. I'm Shelby Claymall, your host and business bestie. I'm a content creator, social media manager, and coach, keynote speaker, wife, and a mama of two who ditched her nine to five to build a thriving multi six-figure business solely using social media. Just like you, I'm a working mom and a wife with limited time. So I'm committed to cutting the fluff and delivering tips and fresh ideas straight to your earbuds on how you too can harness damn good content and create that type of business that you love and are proud of. Each week, we'll deep dive into strategy and mindset of building your brand on social media so that your confidence and success in the online space can skyrocket. Get ready to step outside of your comfort zone and start creating some damn good content. Are you ready? Let's freaking get it. Okay, guys, welcome back to Damn Good Content Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Claymall. And today we have my friend Katie with Redhead Method. I am so freaking pumped to have you here. And especially to tell everybody like what we do that's so different because I guess when people hear that you do social media, they think it's the same exact thing as I do. But we're going to deep dive in today. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so pumped. We've been wanting to do this for like such a long time. This is a like bucket list thing of mine because I'm a podcast addict yeah it could be about anything and i'm gonna listen to it yeah i'll go home and tell my husband i'm like did you know this about abraham lincoln and he's like what podcast did you listen to today so this is a dream of mine to just be on a podcast yeah i'm so pumped so safe to say you've listened to all of my episodes at this point. I, I have though oh, that's okay. not that I is was a gonna lie. Be like, I have okay. listened I thought you were gonna say no not yet I'm gonna try <laughs> no I really have okay give no. us a little lowdown on who you are mm-hmm. what do you do what is redhead method let's deep dive mm-hmm. into it for you so uh, my name is Katie Moore Slebreton and I am the redhead of the redhead method social media education and like you said when people hear social media education the first thing they think is marketing right And I get a lot of people that come to me for marketing services. Yeah. Oh, can you help me with TikTok? Can you, and it's not marketing services. And we can get into how Redhead Method was started a little later. But how I explain it is that Redhead Method is social media education for everybody who has the internet. It's not just for kids. It's not just for parents. It is how social media affects every aspect of every person. Right. So how social media affects Shelby as a mom, as a professional as a wife, as a boss, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Right. Um, it's not social media marketing. It's not cyberbullying safety. It's a lot of those things wrapped into one about how social media ha- can now affect every single part of our life because yeah. our lives are almost half digital at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, and so that's really what it is. It's applicable to whatever audience I'm speaking to, but here is how to use social media positively to make your life better yeah. And not make it worse. Right. And you go in and speak to high schools and churches. Yes. And do you go to businesses and stuff too? I do. Yes. That's relatively new. That's an as Redhead Method has evolved yeah. um, over the years. It it started as more of reputation management yeah. education. Yes. And we can get into we can that get too. Into that one. Uh, but it's evolved to any person who has access to the internet needs this education, whether you are five years old or 55. Right. And nine times out of 10, it's adults that need it the most. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's been a really fun journey to see it change and evolve, but it's so gratifying when I talk to people because after they hear it or learn actually what it is, they're like, I need this. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's deep dive into, Mm -hmm. let's back up a little bit and Mm -hmm. let's tell everybody how did this get born like how did mm-hmm. you start redhead method that that is like the the best story now of course 
at the time it was not good because Red Head Method started out of a big mistake. Yeah. Is always what I say. So right. a little background on me is that I was a collegiate athlete. I played softball at Southeastern Louisiana University and I have two communication degrees from Southeastern. So I was primed to be kind of a influencer in that space. When yeah. I graduated, um, I was on the track to be a digital journalist where okay. I was going to be the next Aaron Andrews. I was sideline reporting. So the first three or four years of my professional life, I was a sideline reporter on TV. Okay. And when you are on TV, you might notice a lot of like news anchors and um, weather reporters and sports reporters, they're all verified on mm -hmm. social media. Right. And anyone who's on TV is sometimes automatically verified. So that right. changes. So I was kind of in this space already where I was very familiar with social media and how it worked. And um, I had a, a presence. Right. I, I don't, I hate to use the word influencer because I wasn't trying to get people to buy products or right. do anything sure. like that. Mm -hmm. But um, I got a job with Tulane Athletics with the football team under Coach Willie Fritz, who I will say to this day was one of the best bosses I've ever had. Okay. And Part of my job at Tulane football was to monitor what our student athletes put out on social media. Gotcha. Now, granted, this was 10 years ago, mm -hmm. so it was way less involved than it is now. Yeah. This was before like NIL where athletes were getting right. paid millions of dollars to tweet things. Mm -hmm. and But it was it was growing as a concept. And Coach Fritz was very forward thinking and knew that this was important. And so every other day I was having to text a player say, go delete this off of Twitter. What are, what are you thinking? Right. Go take that off of Snapchat. Go delete that Instagram picture of you holding a red solo cup. Like you need to use your brain. Right. And then it hit me that they don't know what to do. Yeah. Because no one told them what to do because no one told me. I was a student athlete and that was when Facebook was only a few years old. Twitter was brand new. Instagram wasn't even a thing yet. And you and I are the same age. And so I remember the days of Facebook where it was the wild, wild west. Yeah. And it was just us and our high school friends on Facebook. Yep. Our parents didn't have it yet. Most of our parents didn't even know we had Facebook accounts. Mine mm -hmm. didn't. Sorry, mm -hmm. mom and dad. Um, <laughs> I definitely had one when I wasn't allowed to have one. Right. And so we were just like doing whatever the hell we wanted to do mm -hmm. and like posting things with reckless abandon and not right realizing that. It can ruin your life yes. in literally 0.5 seconds. Yes. And, you know, we're forgetting we're going to grow up and have bills to pay and mortgages to pay and reputations to protect. And we didn't care. We were just trying to get likes and, you know, get somebody to comment on our picture. We, we didn't know. There right. was no rule book. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I can use this to my advantage. So I went to the higher ups at Tulane Athletics and I said, look, you need to pay me more money to educate our student athletes on social media etiquette. because." Even the ones who, you know, you think know what to do, don't know. Right. Because there's no rule book for this. I didn't know what to do. And they were like, oh, my gosh, that is the best idea. We would love to do that. They were so supportive. They right. were ready to jump in two feet. And so they said, well, we have this software that this company has been trying to sell us. Now, again, this was 10 years ago at this point. So software like this exists around every corner now. Yeah. And it's way more advanced. And so they said it's this basically reputation checking software that is meant for social media, like a background check, but with your Facebook accounts okay. or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're like, here's the, the free trial. Go home, plug in your accounts into it and just learn how it works. And if you think it's worth our money, 
will also buy the software and you can use it to teach our student athletes. I was like, oh my gosh, I should ask for more money every day. That was yeah, like so that easy. Was easy. And so I go home and remember I was verified. I was, you know, I thought I knew everything. I was, you couldn't tell me nothing. Right. And I plug in my accounts that I had had since I was 15. I was about 25 at this point. And I, I plugged my name in and the algorithm beep, boop, beeped and spit out a report. And there were posts that I had put out that I have no recollection of putting out when I was younger that I was mortified to read. Wow. And it was things that, you know, weren't earth shattering. Right. You know, like I wasn't going to go to jail or get sued, but it was things that I definitely would not want a boss to read. Right. Or my parents, or I would not want to put it on the screen in church in front of everybody and Jesus. Right. Right. And so I'm like, oh no. And it really slowly sank in. I was like, I think I just lost my job and I did it to myself. Yeah. And so I long story short, got to keep my job. It was great. But I had a week to basically go get my house in order. And they said, don't come back. We're not going to pay for your week. Come back in seven days. If you can fix it, we'll let you keep your job. So very long story short, I had to pay a software company in California a lot of money to wipe my accounts. And you know just as well as I do, it is very hard to delete social media accounts because they don't want you to. Right. And it was so much money that I could no longer afford to live in New Orleans. I had to move back in with my parents in Ponchatoula, Louisiana, back into my high school bedroom and commute every day back and forth to New Orleans. And people who know me and have known me for a long time, every time I tell this story, they're like, that's why you did that. Like, we never understood why you moved home. It made no sense. Ah. And so it was a very humbling experience yeah. as someone who has my whole life been that overachiever, that oldest daughter, straight A syndrome where like I was terrified to make a mistake. And I made a very public, embarrassing mistake in front of like the people who signed my checks. Right. And, after you asked them for more. Oh, money. after I, I brought it upon myself. Right. And like they probably never would have seen all of those things. Had it not been run through that software, but who knows what would have happened if they would have found it without you knowing. Correct. Or without you doing it first. Yeah. That is so crazy because mm -hmm. what happens is there's a lot of times that people think, okay, this is hilarious and please correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know the social media educational aspect like you do. Right. But what makes me giggle a lot is people are like, I don't want to be on TikTok because I don't want the world to have my information. And yet oh. they're going to be on, they're on Facebook mm -hmm. or on Instagram and they're posting pictures of their kids' school and who mm -hmm. their teachers are. And like, but yet they don't want to get personal, mm -hmm. but it's, their account's private and that's only for their friends. But I'm like, mm -hmm. when you put something on the internet, yes, anyone mm -hmm. in the world mm -hmm. can get to it. That's the whole point of the internet. It's just so crazy. Mm -hmm. Like you can Google someone's name. Mm-hmm. Their kid's name at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. And their face pops up. And I don't think people understand that because they're so against so many platforms, mm -hmm. but they love them some Facebook. They love Facebook because it's familiar. Right. It's been around Forever. a while. And it, it's easy to navigate because we're used to it. Anything that's new, people are, anything that's unfamiliar, people right. are uncomfortable with. Right. But it never fails someone says something to that effect every time I have a session. So uh, a parent will raise their hand and say, well, I don't have TikTok because I, or I don't have Facebook or I don't want to say, OK, well, do you have a smartphone of any kind? Well, yeah. Do you have an Alexa? Well, absolutely. I'm like, then you're on the grid. 
like, and you've been on the grid since you got that phone. And, and I'm not trying to make people scared or put a sinister tone to anything. They've been quote unquote listening to us for a long time. It's been way before you got TikTok. Right. And so if you don't want anyone in your business, I always say then it's best to sell all your belongings and your wares and move to the mountains and churn your own butter because that's all you're going to like better get off the grid completely. Right. And that's not to be sinister. It's just to be real. It's to realistic. be. Yes. And the Internet, we have to stop thinking of it as writing letters to pen pals like, oh, these pictures of my kids are just for grandma and my brothers and sisters and their aunts and uncles. It's not a handwritten letter you send to a pen pal. It's putting something on a billboard. Right. And we have to start thinking of it like that. Private accounts are not a thing. You know, private accounts only add like two more steps for someone who want. If somebody wants to see things you post, they can see it. Right. It's not that hard. Yeah. And again, not to be sinister, but just to be very real with people that it is very easy to not not find your information. I'm like not find your social security number or whatever, but know your kids' names, how old they are, what neighborhood you live in where your kids go to school, where you shop, you know, what movie you're going to see. It's just, it's just constant information overload. Right. Um, and so it's redhead method is really about putting things out in the open and making th people think about social media objectively and using it as a tool rather than a toy or as I say, a time waster. Right. So when you talk to people, do they walk out like freaked out and they're like, yes. I'm leading life? Oh, yes. It, or is or are they feeling a little bit more of like, OK, well, now I understand. I'm still going to utilize it, but I'm going to start mm -hmm. implementing what Katie has told me. Yeah, it's the goal is to have engage people to facilitate conversations about it and to take social media out of the box that we've put it in to where this is here to entertain me, which it is. But it's you can either use use it as a toy or a time waster. That's it. Right. It all depends on how you use it. Yeah. And when I first started, I, I realized a lot of people would walk out with like, well, now I'm throwing my phone when I'm driving down the interstate, throwing it out the window. Like I don't want to do anything. <laughs> and it's sometimes like that, I just feel like right that. that the world would be better yeah. if we if it did. Yeah. But then you and I'd be out of a job. So out of let's one. don't do that. Okay. Yeah. But it's more of not to scare you, it's this is the reality that we live in. The trains yes. left the station. Right. We got to accept it. And so there's no taking it back. So you, we need to be a, aware of what is going on and use this tool in a positive and a smart way. Right. Because you, you're a perfect example. Social media could be, you know, give you a whole career. Right. And be how you establish your whole your life and your whole family's life so it's not a bad thing no if, if it's used right it's all about how you use it and most people do not use it correctly and that's why they have those feelings is because they're like well i've just been mindlessly scrolling and getting upset when i read somebody's facebook status and forgetting that you can use the internet to literally make your life better right there's a lady who built her own house by herself by watching youtube videos that's insane. It's just all about how you use it. Yeah. The resources mm -hmm. that are available online in general now oh my gosh. are just crazy. And the thing sometimes is when people have bad taste in their mouth about TikTok or any of mm -hmm. these platforms, it's all based on how you your algorithm is formed Absolutely. towards what you like, what you spend time watching, what you interact with, all mm -hmm. these things. Mine is completely different from a lot of people's because it's either motivational or I learn yep. 
a lot of stuff from it. You were the one that told me, I, I was one of those people for a long time. I was like, I don't have the mental capacity to get on TikTok. Right. And you're like, Katie, you need to get on TikTok. Yes. And you're exactly right. It's all about the community you create for yourself. Right. If you don't want to see things that upset you or make you feel some type of way about yourself, then it's very easy to do that. Yes. Unfollow or, those people. Or a lot of times what the funniest part is that they think TikTok is just the dancing things, which no. a lot. Okay. A lot of people right. do dance on it. But like if you aren't looking for that aspect and that's not what the content that you want to create or that's not mm -hmm. the content you're engaging with, you're going to rarely see it. Like there's yeah. sometimes I get on, I'm like, I want to make a fun dance. Like I want to do it with my team or my, my parents right. or my sister. And I'm like, where'd all my fun dances it go? go? I know. So like, it's really just what you mold it to be Yep. in all reality. I want to go back just a little bit because mm -hmm. we do talk about mindset a lot and yes. a little bit about failure and like embarrassment mm -hmm. and all that. So I'm coming for you. Okay. I want you to talk about that moment that you were like, holy shit, right. my life is basically over because mm -hmm. that's how dramatic we are. I mean, right. maybe you didn't think no, that, that I would have thought is, that. I had a full blown panic attack driving across the, across the causeway back to Ponchatoula. Like okay. thought my life was over. So how do you overcome things like that? Because now we have NIL, we have mm -hmm. these young professionals, you have people that can make a really big career on social media as influencers or all these things, right. still living their life. Like how do you overcome that one mistake that you had because you were ignorant or you just didn't mm -hmm. know enough when you were younger? Like how did you overcome that obstacle? And especially because you said everybody knew that knew you and you're a well-known person. You moved from New Orleans mm -hmm. back home with mom and dad. Yep. So how did you overcome that aspect? It was really, really hard because like I said, I was, and I still am, I'm very type A. So I'm very high achieving, eldest daughter, full ride scholarship, collegiate athlete. Like I am the bumper sticker that says, please don't honk at me or I will cry. Uh-uh. That is me. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't like to mess up. I don't right. like to make mistakes. And if I do, I don't want people to know about it. Right. I'm working on it. I've gotten yeah. better. Um. So I am usually the hardest person on myself. It's yeah. usually me that's being the hardest on me. But it was very hard for a very long time, for about a year until Redhead Method became what it is now. I did not know. I'm like, okay, God, what, where am I going with this now? Because right. the, my whole identity that I had attached to myself was now destroyed. Yeah. And everything I thought I knew and thought that I was good at was now over. Right. And so it was very humbling. And I think that's the first step is right. being very real with yourself. Yeah. Positively and negatively. Yeah. Meaning like, okay, I need to own up to this. I made a mistake and be the first person to admit it. But also I made a mistake. Right. I'm human. I'm going to mess up. I'm not perfect. And we need to kind of drop the facades that we try to put out to people that we have it all together all the time. Right. Because that's not true. No. <laughs> and and social media, you know it just as well as I do, is like the breeding ground for I have it all together. Like, it's the preview of someone's life. Exactly. It's the perfection that they want to show you. Yes. And so it was very hard for me to deal with failure that was in that arena. Right. Of perfection, achievement, you know, being a public figure, so to speak. It was hard. And it was hard for me to gain back the respect of people that I worked with and my student athletes. Because it was like, oh, you're going to walk into a room and try to tell us what we should do on social media when you didn't even know what to do yourself. And so I had to take that failure and think to myself, what is God trying to show me right now? And I know some people are not spiritual and that, that is totally okay. I am. And so this is just my right. experience. Yeah. What is God trying to show me in this moment? Because 
it's for a reason. Right. And so I had to really sit down and say, I could use this to not only make my life better and learn, but teach other people. Teach. Yep. Because if I can screw up the type A OCD, please don't honk at me or I will cry person, anybody can. Right. And it was very hard to deal with, to put that mistake on display. I right. had, it was very hard to do that internally where mm -hmm. I would have to go into a room full of people, professionals, teachers, college coaches that I respect and that I admire and say like, yeah, I screwed up. And yeah. my whole platform is based on this huge mistake that I made. Yeah. But on the flip side, I think that it endears people to it and mm -hmm. it provides an authenticity. Yeah. Because I think you and I working in the social media sphere, we know a lot of people who say that they're experts <laughs> when they just have a TikTok. Right. And, and it's like, no, I lived it. Like you, okay, your story is the prime example of credibility because yes. you lived it. And mm -hmm. now you're not walking in a room teaching young kids or parents mm -hmm. this, that this could happen. No, this happened to me. Right. I lived it. Mm -hmm. I almost lost my job because of it. Mm -hmm. So now let me put myself on display. Right. And I would be telling that story over and over yes. and over again on social media every day, no matter how much it makes you cringe and no matter mm -hmm. how much you want it to be erased from your life and people right. forget about it. That is your prime time now is to right. scream that. From the rooftop, because that is how people are going to be very, like, you're going to be relatable. There's your vulnerability. There's your credibility. Yeah. And for a while, it I didn't see it like that. It was, I, I was like, you know what? I want to forget about this. I want to move on. And I was like, you know what? This, this is what my platform right. is. This, this is, is what God made you for. Yes. Right here. And so it's been really cool. And, and since I accepted it, Redhead Method has grown. I've been more comfortable in it to say, this is what I can teach people. Right. And. It's it has this authenticity to it that I'm I pride myself in because it allows me to reach all different types of people. Mm -hmm. I can walk into a room full of seventh graders who I don't know if you like seventh graders are horrifying. Like young kids, especially preteens, they're scary. <laughs> I'd rather walk into a boardroom full With of suits and yes, rich people than a classroom full of seventh graders because seventh graders will pick out the exact thing about you that you are sensitive about and like make fun of you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's just like, Oh God, please let them laugh at my jokes. Please let them think my shoes are cool. Please let the, and it's, so it's, it's very humbling. But then once I tell that story, it puts everybody's guard down. Kids say, okay, I can relate to this person like a big sister. And then parents can say, Oh, I would trust this person to babysit my kids. And professionals will say, this is someone who screwed up as a professional. And now knows. And now knows. So it, it works on all these different levels. And it all came out of just being honest. Yeah. And I think, too, what people lack to understand and know is that you are now in control of your narrative. Yes. You mm -hmm. are writing your story. You are forming the perception that you want the world and the public to know about Katie. Right. And not the fact that, oh, she won't talk about what she did. Mm-hmm. And she, but let's, let me tell you what she did. And it could be like this long fabricated story where none of it is right. Maybe a third of it. And they yep. just now can, their perception is now formed because you didn't want to speak about it. So that mm -hmm. kudos to you oh, for you. speaking <laughs> about it. I mean, now I'm like, you got people one day, you're just going to need to tell us what you did because now you have us all wondering like, what so, the like heck? I, said, I mean, I'll tell people, people ask all the time. That's the first question kids ask is like, what did you, tweet? what did you do? And I'm like, it wasn't something I'm going to go to jail for. It wasn't something 
somebody's going to sue me over. It was things like an 18-year-old person would tweet to their friends when they thought nobody was looking, like, kiss my ass. Or, you know, th- like... Things that just don't look good. Things that do not look good. A lot of foul language, a lot, which again, horrifies me because now that I'm a 31-year-old bill-paying adult, I'm like, what were you doing? Right. And it was because I was in a sphere that I thought was me, my peers. I thought I was writing a letter to my pen pal and only those people were going to see it and it's a billboard. Right. And so again, it wasn't, you know, like, oh, wow, we might need to like investigate Katie and her political leanings or something. It, yeah. was, it was just a lot of vulgar language and a lot of crude jokes. And nine times out of 10, I was trying to be funny. Right. Um, and that's where I've noticed is where maybe a lot you of, just aren't funny. That's what I've thought. I'm like, am I funny? <laughs> maybe, maybe we just need to accept that. I'm like, I'm you know kidding. what? I'm like, it, and that's where I realized I got myself in trouble a lot was just me trying to be the class clown on Twitter. Right. And it backfired quickly. And it, correct. So it wasn't anything like Katie needs to go to jail, but it was not, like I said, I would never want to put it on the screen in church or show my boss or my parents or anything like that because it's, it's not, it's not the best version of Katie. Right. I think too, I want you to touch while you're here, just so you know, like a lot of my listeners are moms, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, but we're all, we all have kids or we're going to mm-hmm. have kids one day or just for ourselves in our professional life. Let's talk about Snapchat. I absolutely oh, hate Snapchat. Like me too. I don't even have that. I don't either. But what makes me so angry-ish, I feel some type of way, I guess you, what the kids say, is they think it goes away. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm so glad you asked about this. So let me preface everything I'm about to say, because I'm about to talk about kids and how to deal with kids and all that. I do not have kids. So- Every time I walk into a room filled with parents, it's the first thing that I say, because I know that it is probably very off-putting for someone who does not have kids to say, you need to do X, Y, and Z with your, with your kids. And it's like, you are in for a rude awakening. And I know that when I do have kids, if I have kids, that the Lord's going to humble me. My kids are probably going to be terrible. And so- Or not. Or not. They're probably going to be horrified of the world. (laughs) Because uh, I tell my husband, they're not getting phones. We're they're just going to live in a bubble. We're going to just read books and go play outside. And uh, so that I preface everything with parents with, I do not have kids. Okay. However, I say I'm, with it. I'm a third party professional that is just trying to impart wisdom on you that, and you can take it or leave it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the same as somebody with medical advice or who's a contractor coming to look at your house. It's not telling you what to do. I'm just offering you advice. professional advice. Okay. Snapchat. Do you know why Snapchat originally, what its original concept was for? No. Porn. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about how Snapchat works, where if there's any listeners who are like, I don't know how Snapchat works, it's essentially like texting one-on-one or to a group with short videos or photos that quote unquote, go away after 24 hours. Right. And there's all these little different caveats to it. They're apparently snap streaks are really important to people. How often you, um, if you and I Snapchat back and forth every day without breaking that 24 hour window, we have a streak. And so that's apparently like really important in like young people's romantic relationships. I don't and even know what that means. It's, it's very complicated. Anyway, okay. It, that's cool. the social currency. That's okay. the phrase that I use. Our social currency when we were in high school and junior high was like 
if he wrote you a note and passed it to oh you. Oh my God, if they folded it cute. Yes. And they gave you, and you passed it in the hall or, or like they, in class secretly yes. so the teacher wouldn't catch they you. They sat at, sat next to you at lunch. Yes. They God, went the world to, used to be simple. It was so simple. And now it's, who's his streak with now? Who's her streak with now? Did, I saw he was Snapchatting, she was Snapchatting. So it's, it's just the new social currency. It's not bad. It's just the new social currency. The problem that I have with TikTok is that the you way Snapchat I'm so sorry. Yes. Yeah. Snapchat. I was going to say, wait, we like TikTok. No, I love TikTok. Okay, oh my ahead. Lord. I okay. started, we talked about, I'm now quilting because of TikTok. Oh, we'll get God. into that. But Snapchat is under the guise that it quote unquote goes away okay. after 24 hours. And that is absolutely 100% false. They never say it goes away. We just can't see it after 24 hours. And do you have, I know you're, so you're on TikTok. Have you seen the video of the comedian Chris D'Elia? No. Go look this up later, but he is on a pod. There's footage of him recording a podcast, just like we are now, where something came up and they were talking about someone getting caught on Snapchat, sending like inappropriate photos to somebody they weren't supposed to send it to. Okay. And he says, Snapchats disappear though. So I don't know how that happened. And they're like, no, they don't. And you can see in his face and he was like, oh, that it is registering. God. What he's, he's like, oh, my God, they don't go away. And it, it's all over TikTok that he is like having an existential crisis live on a podcast for like 10 seconds. But you can see it. And so that why I don't like Snapchat is because it gives kids especially, but anybody that uses it, what I call this false bubble of security. Yep. yep. Where if you and I are Snapchatting, it gives me this false sense of I am just sending Shelby a Snapchat. And only Shelby's eyeballs are going to see it. Right. And that is not the case. I mean, screenshots are a very easy explanation, but yeah. it, it is so easy to get into people's Snapchats. I partner with law enforcement. I've, last year, I partnered with Scott Perilou, who's a district attorney in my area. Right. And before we partnered, I went and had a meeting with him and I said, I want to talk to you and learn from the legal side so I can explain to people how easy is it for law enforcement to find people's Snapchats? He's like, 20 seconds. It's not hard. So we plug it into a computer. It's and it's it's free. Like it's not private. That's the other caveat to social media that a lot of people I don't think ever think about because it's never been presented in this way. None of our information is private because we don't pay to use the apps. Like, do you think if we had to pay for Facebook, we'd use it? No, no. And so we are paying with our information. Again, like everybody who's listening to this, I can hear like butt cheeks clenching and people are like wanting to throw their phones away. It's not to be sinister, it's to be objective. Please don't throw your phones away yes. for my, Ple my job. Me, me too, Kidding. we need you to keep it. However, <laughs> usually after I give presentations I, and I've always had, I've had to adjust the way I deliver things now because most people want to throw their phones away after they are in one of my sessions. And that's not my goal. I want people to use social media positively and to help their lives become better. So basically what you're saying is hire you mm -hmm. because you need social media, period. Absolutely. So They're any athlete needs social media. Anybody in business needs social media. Any person that's building a personal brand needs social media because mm -hmm. that's a new avenue for marketing. And no, this is not a sales pitch for me speaking right, right now. It is genu genuinely saying you need to hire Katie to do a presentation, whether that's for your business, for your school, for your church, for your right. kids, for parents, like whoever. It is a skill that we now have to have. Yes. Even as parents. Yes. It's di digital literacy. And, and I hate to use that phrase because it sounds very airy and 
digital literacy, but it's true right. that it is a skill that we as humans now have to have unless if your dream is to go live in the mountains and raise cattle and chickens and more power to you, I wish I could do it, you figured it out and not have any technology and li- you know live off the land, you absolutely can do that. But unless you want to do anything else, you have to have technology. You have to have it. And as parents, though, too, you need to learn about it because whether you say my kids are never going to be on social media or not, can honey, I, let me, can I say something yes, to that? Yes. Because, and this is not to, parents have the best intentions. Yep. And, and they love their kids. I was one of those kids that was not allowed to have Facebook. I had it. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you say no, that's going to drive your kid mm-hmm. to want to do it more. So as long as, this is how I think about it. Like, yeah, I want to protect my kid. They're mm-hmm. little. And I want to protect them as long as I can. But in reality, I am going to have to be very realistic with them because my job, number one, is social media. So like, yes. I you, can't say you can't do this. Right. But if you as a parent can learn these platforms, just like your kids are learning them, as if your kids were learning them, then you're going to mm-hmm. be golden if you hire Katie just to educate you. Right. Get a group of moms together. Get a group of parents together. Tell Katie to come in, educate you. Have wine, whatever the I, case may be. I, I'm a tequila drinker. I'm not a wine drinker. Or so have I will tequila. Say, yes. Wine, whatever. Wine, wine makes me sleep. Margaritas and Mexican. There we go. I will, I will bring queso and chips from La Coretta. But I'm glad you brought up, you know, parents who want to talk to their kids about it. And when I use this example, it puts it in per, a new perspective for parents. It is a skill now that I equate to learning how to drive a car. Right. You to be a productive member of society, you have to know how to drive a car. Now, I'm not saying you got to go be a race car driver. Right. You need to know how to safely operate a vehicle so you can exist in the world and not harm yourself or others. So you you just mentioned you have two small children. You are not going to go put your two small children behind the wheel of a car and throw them the keys and say, good luck. And then when they back the car into a tree, get mad at them. Right. You didn't teach them how to drive. Social media is the exact same thing. Not, you know, I'm not saying you need to teach your kids to go be influencers. They need to know how to exist in the digital space positively to exist in that world and not harm themselves or others. Right. And so now it is a life skill that you need to have. Just like you don't teach kids to drive a car so they can go be race car drivers. You're not telling your kids you have to be a social media influencer. I just want you to know these skills and be prepared and know what's out there so you don't endanger yourself or others and you can do this positively. Right. For sure. Yeah. I want to flip it just a little bit because mm-hmm. you said influencers and a lot of people don't even like that term. But right. in all reality, what makes me upset about that is there are good influencers. Absolutely. There. there are good people that make money. It's a salesman. Yeah. That's just doing it now on social media, mm-hmm. pairing with brands that you can make a lot of money doing that. But when you become an influencer, you still have to be mindful of what you're putting on the internet. You yes. now have to expose your life a little bit more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Think about old school salesmen or even now door to door going to try to right. get customers. You're now doing this on the internet. So you now have to give that extra layer of vulnerability, personability, let them a little bit more inside of your life so they get to understand you. And when you understand how to utilize social media to the the fullest potential and know that this is what I should do and this is what I should not do, mm-hmm. then the sky is the limit. You just have to, just like you said, learn how to use these tools in right. order for you to be successful, stay successful, and not, you make a mistake, we're human. Everybody's right. going to make a mistake. It's a base level skill, really, right? Because 
you're a perfect example of someone who not only uses social media in a positive way, but in a way that it is now your career and your livelihood. Right. Because you used it the correct way. And I think that you're a great example. And I follow a lot of influencers, like you said, that I think are authentic. And I think now, because we've been so exposed to social media for so many years, people can spot an inauthenticity. Yes, they can. And so if that is what you want to do, you know, you want to be on social media and influence and be you know, a salesman, it, you have to expose your life and be a little bit vulnerable. There's an authenticity factor to that. And I think that we can spot the difference in those, you know, people, I'm an influencer or a real influencer that's using social media to sell something they believe in. Right is authenticity. If you ask everyone, they all have a favorite influence. Absolutely. And there's a reason behind that is because they feel connected to them. They feel like they know their entire family. They feel mm -hmm. like they know about them and they're going to buy every single thing that they put in front of your face because they believe in it. Mm -hmm. Because the social media, I mean, social media, the influencers that I follow will say, yes, I got this product in, but it's not my favorite. I yeah, don't like right. it. I wouldn't suggest it unless you're XYZ. Mm -hmm. Or they're like, I don't recommend products unless I actually love them. Right. Then I will tell you about them. Yes, it could be pricier, but this is mm -hmm. because I love them. And right. then they go into it. So like, you can't tell me that not everyone here has someone that they look up to as an influencer. Right. But in the same sense, still roll their eyes because there's influencers out there in the world making a shit ton of money. Making a lot of money. And we and we can spot the inauthenticity so quick. Yeah. We can spot the... Hey, hey, like, hey, everybody, like popping on real quick to, da, 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 da. you know, it, people sometimes roll their eyes and they see that. But I have influencers that I follow also that have nothing to do with what I do, but still help me in my life. Yep. Where one of my favorite people that I follow is um, Shelby Claymore Marketing. Go Shelby. Ahead. It's okay. I'm kidding. I'll, I'll, I'm kidding. I, Go ahead. I really have listened to all your episodes. <laughs> um, but hack your HR on okay. TikTok. Okay. And this woman is in. HR professional. She leads HR at a global company. Uh -huh. And so I don't work in HR. But you've but, learned. But I've learned so many skills that can help me in my everyday life. I've also learned how to like correctly make scrambled eggs. Did you know I've been making scrambled eggs incorrectly my whole life? And I've learned how to quilt. And I've learned how to do all these different things that don't necessarily have to do with my profession. So you can use social media to make all aspects of your life better. Right. You just have to do it on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Be intentional with yeah. what you're doing. Okay. Let's deep dive a little bit more into how we're completely opposite, oh, even yes. though our titles both say social media <laughs> of some sort. So I am a social media manager, coach, educator in the sense of how to use social media for your business mm -hmm. or personal brand. So we either A, take control over it. Right. We create the content. We make the captions. We post for you. We basically are part of your team. Katie is completely different. She educates you on what to do and what not to do on social media. As a person. As a human being. Yes. We're existing. It, it, your goal is not to exist in the space to make money as a business person. You're just a human. Yeah. And you use the internet and here's how to navigate it um, in the world that we live in that changes constantly. Right. The platforms change constantly. Um, and I, it's so funny because you and I... We exist in the same spheres, but we go to each other for different advice. Like yep. I've, I've gone, come to you for marketing, social media marketing advice. Right. And she'll be like, how do I market this better? Because, or how do I, what platform should I be posting on? You were the person that convinced me to get TikTok. 
Cool. Because I was just like, I don't have the brain space to even think about figure TikTok. out what the heck this and now i'm is. like i love it i'm a tiktok ambassador you know it's it really has made my life better because i'm intentional with how i use it right yeah. i just think that people kind of get us a little bit mixed up on the mm -hmm. sense of like what we do and that's okay because yeah. right both of these things that we offer is very new because when mm -hmm. i can't when i left corporate and i said i'm gonna go be a social media manager everybody looked at me like i told him i wanted to be an alien and yeah. it was weird because in louisiana they didn't do that but everywhere else everywhere it has been else. something for years and then you come out and say i'm gonna be a social media educator but in a sense of i want to educate you on how to basically set your life up for the future because what I do immediately if I hire or if like my parents hire or if someone else is I know is hiring. They're like, do you know so-and-so? I was like, nope. But did you look them up on social media? Right. Did you Google their name? Did you mm -hmm. see what they're about? Because even when I was in a sorority, we did creepy stuff like oh, that. Absolutely. We looked you up. If you are partying as a high schooler, we don't want you. Right. If you're doing certain things in your past life, we don't want you. I'm we so want glad to know you why. said that because there's people that. The, the people who are very apprehensive about getting online, which again, to each his own, if you do not want to get on social media, that is absolutely your right. You do not have to. Right. But I tell people, especially young people, having these accounts is not a bad thing because let's say we meet somebody new. Like I met my husband on a dating app. Mm -hmm. And there ain't no shame in that game. Right. And what is the first thing that I did? I went and looked that sucker up on Facebook yes, to make sure he wasn't a serial killer. Yep. It was a real person. Right. And so I tell people when you meet somebody new, let's say you and I had just met for the first time in a coffee shop and we struck up a conversation immediately when I walk out the coffee shop, what are you doing? Looking your butt up on exactly. social media. And then if I tell you I'm a business owner and then you Heck look yeah. me up and I don't have anything online, you're like, that person's weird. What's their deal? Why don't they have any kind of online presence? I want to be friends with them. Basically is what I think. Yeah. I'm like, let me help you right. be successful. So it. Again, it's another tool that I think you help people with because you've even helped me think of, you've helped me think outside of the box of, yes, I teach people social media. So, but here's how to think of this objectively as just something that I'm selling and how to sell it. You need to tell your story over and over yes. and over and over. Like, and I want to see your story like every day. That is, this is just one small step right now, this podcast into doing that. Because Have you told your story? Like, on an actual platform that is repeated? Not, not yet. I've told it in my sessions, you know, in, in person. You've heard it here first. Yes. On This is where it will live forever. <laughs> this will, but you know yes. what? I'm okay with it because mm -hmm. truly though, we grew up thinking like, oh my God, if we make a mistake, we're a terrible person or yep. my life is over, which is completely very dramatic. And like all these things when honestly, it's the stepping stone to where you're going and mm -hmm. where you're supposed to go. And it's going to be that building block that makes you a better person that is going to be able to educate the next person that maybe be looking up to you. And the fact that you're being vulnerable and you're telling your story right. is huge. And it's going to make people be like, okay, well, I can tell my story too. And a lot of times it's like this girl the other day I had a Zoom call with from New York was like, I love you because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Like when I explained it as how I looked up two people she looks up to me and I didn't even think I was someone to even look up right. to at this point I'm like I'm lucky I put on pants today right so and so she says Shelby you started two year two and a half years ago and look where you're at right if I can be where you are in two and a half years mm -hmm. that is amazing and she's like I love how vulnerable you are and how you're raw and you share the good days and you share the bad days and I'm just like 
there's so much fake shit on social media so much. at this point that I'm going to tell you how it is. And it right. could, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe that was too much. Mm-hmm. But that's just how we grew up. People people need that now. Because yes. like I said, we've been exposed so long to all this fake stuff mm-hmm. that now we can spot it. Right. And people need more authenticity. And I think that especially as a female small business owner, and you and I have also talked about this, you know, offline, but women are it's so hard to we under market ourselves oh yeah so badly and i even struggle with that so if there are the women that are listening whatever you have that is your skill that is marketable charge more than you're charging because you are in that position for a reason and you have the experience you have the knowledge it's just we're so not used to being in this space yeah and toning ourselves down to fit other people and we need to stop doing that. Yes. I struggled with that when I first started, especially when you are a micro business, like where it's literally just me. And so it's hard to market yourself sometimes. Sometimes it feels icky. Yeah. Because sometimes it feels like you're bragging. Right. And you're like, I, I'm not bragging. I literally have to talk about myself when myself is kind of half the product. Right. And I did a session at Tulane Athletics. This was after I had already left Tulane and I I was doing redhead method and they brought me back to talk to the student athletes. It was really a full circle moment. And I did the session and one of the, the admin were like, you should have charged us double what you charged us. And in that moment, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm raising my prices. And so to anybody that's listening, you have a skill for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like that really bad thing happened to me for a reason. Mm -hmm. You have the knowledge, you have the expertise you need to sell yourself like, like so. Exactly. Yeah. And you need to learn to say no. And like, I remember yes. you sent me the Mel Robbins video, which I might l- let tell Jonah to link it in the description okay. just so people can like reference it, even though it does say curse word. Um, <laughs> is the fact that like, it's okay to say no. Like people always ask me, always, I'll send a proposal and they're like, but can you do it for this budget? And I'm like, <sighs> I'm really free. sorry. Oh. I used to say yes. And I mm-hmm. used to have to do that. I don't have to do that anymore. And no. I don't want to do that because the moment you say no, it is so freeing. You've respected yourself, the value that you're bringing, and something else is coming. Yes. You are opening mm-hmm. the door to more time to handle the opportunity that's about to be thrown your way. And people that really value you will pay for will it. Will pay you. Because you and I, we met, we had, we had, went and had lunch at La Coretta. This was months ago at this point. And I was coming to you for social media marketing consultation. And I, the, as soon as we sat down, I was like, I am paying you. So don't, don't think I'm not paying. You. Yeah. Because people that really respect you and value you will never ask you for less than your worth. Right. And I, I had to deal with that lately. And it's, it's usually people, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what sucks. Right. Is I had someone who reached out and they were like, Hey, I'd love for you to come do redhead method with this group. And I'm like, great, here's my price sheet. Let's pick a day. And they were like, oh, we thought that you might would do it for free. And I'm like, I can't do it for free. Like, then everybody's going to be asking me to do it for free. And now there's always caveats where, where you do it for if free a nonprofit comes to me and they, yeah. right. But I know y'all got money. Mm-hmm. And, and so you wouldn't ask your hairdresser to cut your hair for free. Right. You wouldn't ask your nail tech to do your nails for free. We need to think of ourselves as even if we are not selling a physical, tangible product that you can touch. Right. It's still knowledge and expertise. Yeah. And it's our time. Yeah. 
And so that that's valuable. And it it's so hard sometimes to say no, but like you said, every time you say no, it makes it easier the next time to say no. Yeah. Cause you get, you get better at it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as we wrap up this episode, yeah. I want you to tell people how they can utilize your service, how to mm-hmm. contact you, how to freaking find you. Give us your sales pitch. Ready, set, go. Okay. So again, I'm Katie Morse-Lebreton of the Redhead Method. I am the Redhead. Yes, it is real red hair. Used to hate it when I was a kid, and now I'm using it as my branding, and it's actually worked out really well for me. Um, But I'm at theredheadmethod.com. Okay. And all of my services are on there. You can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I like to think I'm pretty funny to follow. I try to like lead with my self-deprecating humor Yeah. um, and lead on a lot of experiences that I've had, but I, I am kind of like a class clown type person, mm-hmm. um, trauma. So, uh, <laughs> um, so I, I kind of try to walk what I talk Yeah. and when people follow me, be that example of you can exist in the digital space and have a personality and show yourself, but also be professional and be well-respected. Yep. Um, so the redheadmethod.com, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Now I have threads, which is apparently oh, a thing now. Okay. And um, but at Redhead Method Social on, on all social media. Um, yeah, it and I follow everybody back that follows me because I try to initiate conversation. Um, but it's really been a fun journey since 2021 to really see this thing grow and evolve. And it's allowed me to meet so many different people, people, like just like you. you. That I never would have met otherwise. It's right. put me in rooms that I never would have been in without it. Um, and it's it's literally my baby. I don't have kids, but the redhead method is my kid. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been so much fun. And I really, truly believe in it. And I, th- I think people can see that in how I talk about it and how I carry myself in the the sessions that I give. Right. And so basically, it's safe to say social media is good, guys. It is you good. Do it the you right just way. have to use it. I hate to use this very redneck analogy but i'm from Ponchatoula, louisiana here we go so you know it's it's just like a hunting knife you can either cut off your finger or you can feed yourself it's all about how you use it that's one way to put it yeah (laughs) and there's a lot of more a lot more elegant and eloquent ways i could have said hey i like it i dig it but it's very much it's It's a safe place yeah safe space cut off your finger or feed yourself yep. it all depends on how you use it well thank you so much for being here oh, thank you this was so much fun. i know if y'all enjoyed this episode please like share review it and until next time let's freaking get it 